We're on Yevamos, Mem Gimel Beis, 43b2 in the Art Scroll Gemara. We left off discussing the opinion of Rabbi Yossi. The Gemara said that according to originally, the Mishnah said that according to Rabbi Yossi, if a, uh, if a husband passes away, so then the wife uh, cannot have, have a halachic engagement until after 30 days, and that was the simple understanding of the Mishnah. This was then rejected because of a certain analysis in which we said that, you know what, really, you, there, you're allowed to have a halachic engagement during the first 30 days, during the Shloshim. Uh, it, it's permissible to become engaged. You're not allowed to get married, a halachic marriage, but you are allowed to become engaged. So what did Rabiosi mean? So the Gemara had two different explanations. Either Rabiosi meant uh, that you, that they're all allowed to get married. All women are allowed to get married now, within three months, except for, for somebody whose husband passed away. So then you're not allowed to get married within the first 30 days during the Shloshim. You're not allowed to get married. But you could get married thereafter. And you're allowed to get married within the first three months because he doesn't hold to this entire principle of Avchana. He doesn't hold to this principle of the fact that we have to be so concerned to make sure that we know who the father is. It's not, not necessary according to Rabiosi. We don't have to wait three months. They're allowed to get married uh, within within the first three months. That was one explanation. The second explanation uh, was as follows. That Rabiosi was dealing with a very specific case. Rabiosi was dealing with a case where the first relationship was not a marriage, but was an engagement. Since the first relationship was an engagement, so they are not allowed to have marital relations. Since they're not allowed to have marital relations, so therefore Rabiosi said they're allowed to get married within the first three months. If the first relationship was a marriage, so then you're not allowed to get married within the first three months because then we don't know who the father is. But if it was only a, an engagement, so then according to Rabiosi, this is not the opinion according to everybody, but according to Rabiosi, it would be permissible to have a, a, halachic, engage, a halachic engagement within uh, the first uh, three months. Um, sorry, you'd be allowed to get married. You'd be allowed to get married completely within the first three months if the first relationship was an engagement. Since the first relationship was an engagement, you'd be allowed to even get married uh, within uh, within the first three uh, months. And that's where Rabiosi comes and he says, but uh, if the husband passed away, so then even with regards to the marriage, you would have to wait a month. You would have to wait a month uh, and you, because of the Shloshim, uh, even though it came from a relationship of an engagement, because that's what Rabiosi is referring to. The, the first relationship was an engagement, but still the husband passes away, you would have to wait uh, a month before you could get married because of the Shloshim. So on that point, the, the Gemara now is going to ask a very strong question. Because Rabbi was assuming that there's a concept of Avelos, a concept of Shiva and of Shloshim, when one of the spouses pass away during an engagement. And that is really not so simple. Rabbi was assuming that they were engaged, the husband passed away, so now the wife has to sit Shiva and have Shloshim, and therefore cannot get married until after the Shloshim. But that is not... That is not necessarily uh, true, as we will see in the Gemara. Now, again, today, practically, uh, this is less of an issue because the amount of time between a halachic engagement and a halachic marriage is just a few minutes. All of that takes place under the chuppah. A halachic engagement is the giving of the ring. The halachic marriage is, let's say, the chuppah itself, that they're living under one roof, uh, that, they are, that they're living together. Um, and so all of that takes place, essentially, within uh, a short time period of each other. So practically, this is less practical, but it certainly, certainly was practical in the days of the Gemara, where there was uh, a year, there could be a year separation between 
the uh, engagement, the halachic engagement and the halachic marriage. So the Gemara asks as follows. The almana mina erisin mi isla ibo. Uh, a widow from Arison, from the halachic engagement, is there even a concept of shiva, of shoshim, of mourning at all? Vatana Barami. Barami says, and we've actually seen this uh, before in Yevamos, Ishto Arusa, when uh, one's wife is uh, dies from Arison, when they were engaged, they had an engagement that the wife passes away, Lo Onain, he does not have Aninus. Aninus is... Uh, the time period before the burial where a person is exempt from mitzvahs. They're exempt from mitzvahs because they should be dealing with the burial. They should be involved in the burial. So that doesn't apply to him. And if he's a Kohen, he's not allowed to go to the funeral because he's not allowed to go to the funeral. He's not allowed to be involved in the burial at all. And so similarly, she uh, does not become an onenes. Now, she's not somebody who should be involved in the burial of her husband if it was just a halachic engagement. And so therefore, she's not exempt from mitzvot to be involved in, in the burial. And she's also not a, she's not the one who's responsible for the burial. She doesn't have to be the one who's responsible for the burial itself. Um, Yorsha, sorry, Mesa in a Yorsha, if she dies uh, during this engagement, so then he does not inherit from her. Mesa who? However, if he dies, so then if it's stipulated in the document that she should get her ksuba, the ksuba that they read, that if it says that she should get her ksuba from the time of the beginning of the erison, the beginning of the engagement, so that she does collect. He doesn't, he doesn't inherit from her, but if it was stipulated in the ksuba that she should collect from the time uh, of, the, of the engagement, so then she should be able to collect her ksuba. The ksuba is the amount that the husband promised his wife that she would receive after his death. And so if they write that this should apply even from an engagement, so then that would work. Uh, but the point is, the point that we're bringing this Bryce is because the Bryce says pretty clearly uh, that there's no concept, it says clearly that there's no concept of being involved in the burial. That's very clear. There's no concept of being involved in the burial. And there's an assumption and an extrapolation that um, that if you're not involved in the burial, there's also no concept of mourning, of Avelis, of Shiva, or of Shloshim. And so therefore, the Gemara actually concludes like this, and it says that, you know, in the end of the day, really, uh, there is no concept of Avelus uh, for a couple who are, they're just halakhically engaged, they're not married, uh, there's no concept of Avelus, there's no concept of Shiva or of Shloshim. Again, practically, this doesn't really apply, uh, but uh, in the days of the Gemara, it did apply, um, and uh, that's the law with regards to a halakhic engagement. But this is a very strong question, because our uh, understanding of Rabiosi. We sort of changed Rabiosi around to say that Rabiosi was dis- discussing only a, uh, the first relationship was a halakhic engagement. And Rabiosi's statement was that you're not, you are allowed to get married unless it's during the Shloshim. But that's not true because if it's a halakhic engagement, you can get married even during the first 30 days because there is no concept of mourning. And so because of this question, we revert back to the original discussion. And we want to say that, you know what? Our original discussion might not be as simple as we thought. So now we have to sort of go back to the original discussion. What was the original discussion? Originally, Rabiosi had the following statement. He said uh, that all women are allowed to become halachically engaged within the first three months. Let's say even, let's say they were married in the first relationship. They are allowed to have a halachic engagement within the first three months because it's not, it's not going to lead to marital relations, except if it's a widow for the first month. For the first month because of, of uh, Shloshim. That's what Rabiosi originally said. 
we asked the question on that and we said, wait a minute, that's not really not so simple. Is it really true that during Shloshim you're not allowed to become engaged? You're not allowed to get married. Everyone agrees you're not allowed to get married. But are you allowed to become engaged? That itself is not so simple. How do we know it's not so simple? Because we know that by the laws, other laws of mourning, when it comes to the mourning of the Beis Amigdash of the Temple during Tisha B'Av on the 9th of Av and uh, beginning from the beginning of the nine days, the nine days of the first month, uh, uh, for the first nine days of the month of Av, uh, the law is that you are not allowed to uh, be engaged in business uh, or perhaps just business, which is a business of, of simcha that leads to enjoyment and 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 uh, a higher level of happiness, according to some. That you're not allowed to do, but you are allowed to get engaged. You're allowed to get engaged uh, in the beginning of the, during the nine days. You're allowed to be allowed to get engaged. And yet, when it comes to the shloshim, when it comes to the mourning, the 30 days of mourning of a relative, you are in fact allowed to be involved in business. You're allowed to be involved in business. So we see that uh, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to uh, the mourning of the, of the base of Mikdash, we are stricter. Because there you're not allowed to be involved in business during the nine days, or at least business that, of simcha, of happiness. Uh, and yet you're allowed to get engaged. So if, it, if that's true, so then during the shloshim also, during the morning period of 30 days, where you are allowed to be engaged in business, so then certainly you should be allowed to get engaged. That was, a, that was the original point. So therefore, we have to re-understand Rabbi Yossi. But the Gemara now is saying that, no, maybe this is not so simple. Elatznahi. There's a certain b'risa. There's a b'risa which, which says that, no, that... Uh, it's not true. What we said before is not true. And it says as follows. The Tanya, it says, The bright says as follows. That for during the nine days, we have to limit the, our business. We have to limit the business that we, and our transactions. And... Uh, we also uh, have to refrain from lisa v'litim livnos v'lintoa from building and from planting and from commerce. And what's also forbidden, and this is what's new, is that it's forbidden not just to have a marriage, but it's also forbidden to become engaged during the nine days. It's forbidden to become engaged. The price continues. This is not our main point, but the price continues and says the week of Tishabov, which is also has a higher level of mourning. That let's say Tishabov is on a Monday or Tuesday, so from from that Sunday on till Tishabov. So you're also not allowed to get a haircut and you're not allowed to launder your clothing. Some say it doesn't just begin during that week, but it really begins from the beginning of the month. Um, our practice amongst Ashkenazim is for the entire three weeks that you're not supposed to get a haircut. But from the Gemara, from the Gemara is saying perhaps it might be from the beginning of the month, but that's really, uh, that's really a separate point. The main point is that we see from this b'risa, what do we see from this b'risa? That everything we've been saying is really not true. We've been under the assumption that during the nine days you're allowed to get engaged. No, this price is saying that you're not allowed to get engaged. That it's forbidden to get engaged. It's forbidden, forbidden to be involved in business. It's also forbidden to get engaged. So if that's the case, so then I can understand why during the shloshim, during the mourning over a relative, why it would be forbidden to get engaged. And maybe Rabiosi actually holds like this opinion. And that's why he says you are not allowed to get engaged uh, after after your your husband uh, we're discussing the widow, the the wife, uh, and after her husband passes away, that's why he's of the opinion that you are not allowed to get engaged during the shloshim, during the first 30 days. And he follows that opinion. Others disagree. Others disagree and say that, no, you are allowed to get engaged. You're not allowed to get married, but you are allowed to get engaged. So the Gemara asks as follows. Rav Ashi has the following question. 
on this brace of muscular ravashi me my dilaris laris mamish dimalam evidence in who the also laris shaper dummy. Ravashi says when the Brisa here says that you're not allowed to get engaged, and that's who Rabiosi is following, is that really true? Is that really what the Brisa is saying? Maybe what the Brisa is saying is not that you're not allowed to get engaged. Maybe you are allowed to get engaged because that doesn't cause so much, uh, at least, happiness or public happiness or, you know, maybe what's forbidden is to have a party, an engagement party. You're not allowed to have an engagement party because that's a display of joy, of excitement of the engagement. But maybe... Really, during the nine days, you are allowed to get engaged. But when it says that you're not allowed to get engaged, it means you shouldn't have an engagement party. So the Gemara says, no, that can't be. The Gemara dismisses this. It can't be. Because, Lisa, Lisa, Nami, this Erisin, Huda Aser. Lisa, Shaper, Dami. The Gemara says that this can't be, because if this is true, uh, so then when it says that you're not allowed to get married, maybe the implication is, no, you are allowed to get married. You just can't have a marriage party. Uh, if that's if that's how you're re understanding the brisa, that's how you're interpreting the brisa. So just like when it says you're not allowed to get engaged, it means you are allowed to get engaged, but you can't have an engagement party. So so too when you're allowed to get when it says you're not allowed to get married, maybe it just means that you're not allowed to have a a marriage party, but you're allowed to get married. And we know, we all know, it's 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 already known that you're not allowed to get married um, during the nine days. That's something which is obvious. So Ravashi says no, we won't come to that conclusion. Ravashi says no. It's not a good comparison. No, because it's not a good comparison. Because when it says you're not allowed to get married, everyone knows. It says Ravashi. It can't be referring to just the party. Everyone knows you're not allowed to get married because marriage in and of itself, forget about the party, that itself causes either simcha or a public display of happiness, um, even without the meal. And so that's why you're not allowed to get married. But when the Brisa says that you're not allowed to get engaged, so maybe it's referring to the engagement party. Because the engagement alone, and again, the halachic engagement is where you're not living under one roof. You're not staying, uh, right? You're not being able to live together. You're designating, you're being designated to each other. You're not going to, you're not going to have a relationship with with anybody else. Uh, But, and you're, you're committed to each other, but you're not allowed to live under the same roof. So that alone doesn't cause... So much excitement. The party causes excitement, but that alone, the Aaron's in itself, uh, doesn't cause a tremendous amount of excitement, or at least a public display of excitement. And so therefore, it makes sense why when the Bryce says you're not allowed to get engaged, it means only the party. But when it says you're not allowed to get married, it means you're not allowed to get married, even if there is no even if there is no party. So Rav Ashi has his question. He, may, he continues to have his question. And he says that maybe the Bryce says, really, you are allowed to get engaged. Maybe you are allowed to get engaged. And if you're allowed to get engaged in the nine days, so then Rabiosi's statement of the Mishnah that you're not allowed to get engaged during the three during the thirty days is incorrect. Maybe it's incorrect um, because because we see that you you are allowed to get engaged during the nine days, and the nine days is in fact stricter because you're not allowed to do business at least during Shloshim during the thirty days or Shloshim after the death of a, of a loved one uh, that that uh, that allows for business. So if it allows for business, it should also allow for an engagement. And this brisa it doesn't clearly prove. That engagement is forbidden during the nine days because maybe it is allowed. It's just a party is not allowed. So how can we explain this now? How do we explain Rubiosi? And uh, we we seem to have a question from the nine days. So Rav Ashi answers as follows: Very important answer. Rav Ashi says there is a big difference between the two different discussions that we're having, and we pointed this out in the beginning of the last recording. There are two different types of mourning. 
in halacha. There is the mourning over a relative, the, the death of a relative, and then there's the mourning over the destruction of the temple. And these are very different. These are very, very different. Um, when it comes to the mourning of a loved one, the death of a loved one, that is what we refer to as Avelos Chadasher. That's new and it's fresh. The, the, the loss is fresh. Um, and it's also personal. It's an individual mourning. When it comes to the base of Mikdash, that's the mourning over something which happened a long time ago, the destruction of the temple. And it's a communal mourning. It's for everybody. It's a communal mourning. So what? It's true. There's a difference, but so what? So we'll base this, uh, the following based on Tosvos. Uh, but Tosvos essentially says as follows. He says, therefore, the laws can be different. The laws of mourning for Tishabav can be different than the laws of mourning for, uh, for the loss of, of a loved one. Now, when it comes to Tishabav, we are more concerned about a public display of a lack of mourning, of a lack of Avelos. And that's why you're not allowed to do business. Because if everyone's doing business, and so we see everyone's going to work and everyone's doing business, uh, so then it's not a, it, it's, people are ignoring, it looks like people are ignoring the Avelos. They're ignoring being in a state of mourning. Um, and so therefore we cannot allow that. Will we allow an engagement? Sure, we'll allow an engagement. An engagement uh, takes a few moments. It doesn't take the whole day. It's not a public display. Um, and so therefore, therefore that would be allowed during the nine days. So the nine days, the main focus is on the public. It's a public mourning, and so therefore we want to make sure that from a public perspective, they are actually uh, showing mourning. So therefore we will, we will not allow business. However, when it comes to the mourning of a relative, the death of a relative, so in that case we'll say, you know what? The opposite. We'll say really the opposite. Really you are allowed to do business uh, because it's not about the public display. So that one person does business, that's not going to look like everything's so terrible. So even if it's the mourner who's who's doing business, it doesn't. It's not going to look as bad as when it's a communal mourning and nobody is really focusing on the mourning. However, at the same time, you are you are allowed to get engaged. Sorry, it will be forbidden uh, to get engaged because as a personal mourning, uh, we say no. You you have to focus on the loss. You have to focus on the loss of 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 your relative, and it's not about thinking ahead. It's not about thinking towards the future, and so therefore you're not allowed to get engaged during the shloshim. And so that is the difference that, that Ravashi says, which is an important distinction. So when it comes to Tishabav and the morning of the destruction of the temple, you're not allowed to do business, but you are allowed to get engaged. But when it comes to the Shloshim, when it comes to the time period of, uh, of the 30 days, we say you could do business, but you're not allowed to get engaged. And Rav Salvechik, uh, he explained as follows. He had a very interesting explanation, and he said that when it comes to a personal loss, the morning is to mourn over the loss itself, to remember the loved one, and it's not about moving forward. You don't move forward. During the Avelis process, it's not about moving forward. Engagement is about moving forward. That's not allowed. But when it comes to our communal loss over the destruction of the temple, it's not just about the destruction of the temple. The destruction of the temple, remembering the temple, is there. It's a communal loss, and it's there to push us forward, to look towards the future, to see how can we do better in the future? How can we grow so that ultimately we can bring the third base of Mikdash, the third temple? And if that's the case, then it is appropriate to have an engagement because it's all about the future. It's about remembering the past, what we've lost, and looking for how we could how we could improve ourselves in the future. How could we become a better people in the future and ultimately bring the third base of Migdosh. And so therefore it is permissible to become engaged. It is appropriate to think about the future during the nine days in which we uh, mourn over the destruction of the temple. So that concludes the Gemara and we'll begin a new Mishnah in the next recording.